Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am one of those said dissenters, and I'm here in the state of South Dakota, joined remotely by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello. You know, right there. And uh, he is where he is, which is the state of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Uh, unfortunately. Sadly. Yes. yes. Very For sad. Now, it's a temporary situation. Yeah. Um, Thanks so much for listening to us or watching us today, especially if you're on a pro First Amendment platform like, you know, Rumble or Gab TV or one of those platforms that actually, you know, cares about free speech and doesn't censor you for saying something they don't like. I'm looking at you, YouTube. Um, Go to trdshow.net. That's where you can find a list of links to all of the many platforms we're on. Check us out on ones that, uh, like I said, actually care about free speech and let you speak the truth instead of deleting your videos. I'm not bitter or anything. We knew it was going to happen, <laughs> but I'm just saying, do you want access to all our content or not? If you do, YouTube isn't the place for you. Go to Rumble. Go to Gab TV. Please follow us on Gab. Please follow us on Getter. Don't follow us on places that censor us. Or you can follow us. Just boost the numbers a bit, but also follow us on Rumble. We really appreciate it. Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We really want to hear about, uh, you know, some of your thoughts about the show and some of your thoughts on the topics because today is Topic Friday. So if you have topic ideas um, or questions that uh, you would like answers to, you'd like us to research and study from the principled literature we read on the show every month and the Word of God, then send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We got this a couple weeks back. We got a great submission. We're looking forward to yet another submission from our audience. So keep them coming, everybody. We want to hear from you. Today's Topic Friday. Very exciting. Woo! Are you excited, Jake? Yes, very. I'm excited. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that face says you're super excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm stoked. I can't wait. Um, Today we're talking about what does the Bible say about free time activities? What the Bible says about free time activities. It's like, what? And I mean, this is is a very... um, very applicable uh thing to be talking about a lot of a lot of people oh yeah um but yeah yeah so hopefully everybody enjoys it hopefully they uh they can find it and apply it to their lives absolutely i think everybody can get something from this at least to study and 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 bring to your pastor bring to people or just consider pontificate if you will Mm -hmm. Pulled out a thesaurus for some reason. All right. Um before we get to that super intriguing and interesting um question. What does the Bible say about free time activities? We have a verse. We have a verse we do every week. If you're new to the show, by the way, we have a verse that we break down and try to bring up. It's kind of like a sort of memorize a verse every week sort of deal. I don't know. Some of these actually. We're not forcing you to memorize it. We're forcing you, but subliminally, it's kind of getting it in your brain. So, (laughs) so that's always cool. Um, Our verse this week is Romans chapter one, verses four through five. And um, our verse says, Christ was declared to be the son of God in power, according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. And again, that's Romans chapter one, verses four through five. So we talked a lot more about this on our Wednesday and Monday episodes. If you missed those, go ahead and check them out. Also, if you missed them, we can fix that problem for you really easily. Go to trdshow.net slash newsletter. Sign up for our newsletter. You'll never miss an episode again. We do three uh, uh, episodes a week and we send out three newsletters a week. So you definitely don't want to miss our newsletter. Go to trdshow.net slash newsletter. We've got an awesome person running it for us now. Our mom 
I mean, who better to run <laughs> our newsletter than family, right? So trdshow.net slash newsletter. Check it out. You don't want to miss our newsletter. It takes like 30 seconds to sign up. It's super easy. Um, so anyways, <laughs> doing like adverts now throughout the whole episode. Uh, we talked about um, this verse Monday and Wednesday, but I'll kind of reiterate some of the points that Jacob and I both made. A lot of times this verse is used for developing fantastic theology all throughout the whole verse. It's, f- it's full of wisdom, but also people tend to kind of leave out the last bit of this verse a lot. Uh, we look a lot at the Christ was declared to be the son of God, vitally important to our theology as Christians, right? Um, spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. I mean, elsewhere, I think it's Paul who says, if Christ is not raised from the dead, then our faith is in vain. So obviously mm-hmm. this resurrection is vitally important. Uh, Jesus Christ is our Lord through whom we've received grace and apostleship. All of that vitally important. But this last bit, this last bit seems to be um, lost on modern day Christians. Um to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. I mean, think about that for a second. All of this, all of this great theological content, all of these truths, these solidly and profoundly biblical truths about Christ being a son of God, he's resurrected from the dead, he is our Lord, all of that. What does it build up to? What is the climax of this? So that now, with all of that, with all of that stated, we can go, we can bring about the obedience of faith for his name's sake among a few nations, one or two nations, maybe just America, right? Oh, weird. It says, um, what's that word? All? all? I think it says all. All the nations. Dude, it says all right there. Yeah. All the nations, okay? This is a very important point for us to understand as Christians. This is our goal. This is what we are striving for. This is what we're called to do. This is what Matthew 28 looks like, okay? Go and make disciples of all nations, okay? Very important stuff. Anything you'd like to say on that? We went kind of long on that explanation, but I thought it needed to be stated. Anything you'd like to add, Jake? Just one final thing. Yeah. This is a quote, uh, from the Bible, I, I think everybody knows it, but it's a very, very short one. Go therefore. <laughs> yes. Go therefore. Yep. Yep. Action. We are called to action as a people, as a church. We are called to action. Our verse for the show is Matthew 5.13, right? Preserve. We are the salt of the earth. Go preserve God's truths in culture. Go do mm-hmm. that. Preserve the earth and restore it for God. Awesome. Yeah, good point. Go there for. Love it. All right. So, wow. <laughs> that was a lot. But it actually relates to what we want to talk about, which is applying all of scripture to all of life. All of scripture for all of life. That is vitally important. So, free time activities. Is that part of life, Jake? Yes. Yes, it's part of life. So, what does that mean? Scripture. Happens to be a happens Probably. to be a um one of those parts where a lot of people have Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have free time. Yep. A lot of free but, time. But um a lot of free time. So probably God has something to say about how we spend that time, right? I would guess. Yeah, certainly. Right. So um, we're going to start by defining the term. What do we mean when we say free time activities? So when we here on the show are talking about free time activities, we're talking about the things you do in your non-work hours. So work is biblical. We're going to talk about that in a second. But what do you do in your uh, non-work hours? Uh, we're also going to talk about is, is uh, non-work hours, is that biblical? Is that okay for us to not have time when we're working? Obviously, the answer is yes, but we're going to get into why in a second. Um, So 
<laughs> That's actually my next point that I want to bring up. Wow, I didn't even realize I was segueing into that. I should look ahead at my notes more often. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about, should Christians have free time? Should we have free time? The short answer to this is obviously yes, but let's break down why from a biblical perspective. So, work, we know work is biblical. Okay, human beings were created to work. From the very beginning, God has given men tasks to do. So we can look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, which says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Right? So we clearly see that work is something that is biblical. We, you know, we went through um, Matthew or uh, Matt Ralphson. How do you say his name? Ralph uh, Matson. Ralph I Matson. completely, Ralph, I was like, Matt Ralphson? No, Ralph <laughs> Matson. There it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, how to find a job you can love. And we went through that, man, was that August of last year? October, September? Somewhere last fall. Oh my goodness, the months are bleeding together. It's, we've, it's almost been a year with the show. We're going to have to do something special for that episode. But um, we went through that book and he laid out pretty clearly that work is a biblical thing and that not only is it biblical, we're called to work as Christians and we're called to do it a very specific way. We're called to do mm. it as unto the Lord, which is why at the end of our show, we always say, in all that you do, do as unto the Lord. Um, so, you know, my next point, everything we do, including our work, should be done as unto the Lord. Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 through 24 says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward Next bit, you are serving the Lord Christ, end quote. Really important. Um, also, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, end quote. So it's pretty clear that the word of God and our purpose in glorifying him with our life is all inclusive in everything that we do. So whether we eat, whether we drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So, all right, we get it, Bruce. We get it. Work is good. We should be doing work as unto the Lord. All right, you hit us over the head with it. Great. What about free time? What about not working? Is, is that okay? Like, does God have, like, are we supposed to spend it a specific way? Are there things that we should be doing and things that we shouldn't be doing in our free time? Isn't that just, isn't that just me time? Isn't that just time where it's like, okay, great. I've done my work from nine to five as unto the Lord. I, great. I did that. Awesome. Check that off the box che or check that box. Check it off the list. All right. I'm just going to take the rest of the evening. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to just get ready for tomorrow. That's what that, uh, I'm going to say, no, I don't think that that's what the Bible calls us to do. Um, first of all, though, let's address the question of should we rest? Should we work nine to five and then have some time before the next day to recuperate, to regenerate, to do other things besides our work, our job, right? I would say yes. I would say that God gives us rest from our work. Um, so God created both the day and the night, both things were created by God. God created our brains in such a way that we naturally get more tired the darker it gets. Um, so that's interesting. In Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, we see that God gives us rest from our work in the form of sleep. And so Psalm chapter 4, verse 8 says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So lie down and sleep. Clearly, that's not wrong. <laughs> Clearly, we were created to rest at some 
point. Uh, in Matthew 11, chapter 20, or chapter 11, verse 28, Christ said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So Jake, any thoughts on, on that before I continue with the rest of what that rest might look like and actually talking about some other examples of rest in the Bible? Um, yeah, I mean, talking about, all right, you've been talking about the good things of resting, yeah. right? Um, how it is, how biblically it is stated that we must rest, right? And yeah. all the positive things. Um, but if you want, and if you're, if you're done with talking about all the positive things, I can go Almost. into talking about the negative things. If Ooh. that's, that's where um, you want me to go. Yeah, actually I have two more points and then we'll go to that. Um, yeah. then yeah. I'll wrap this up the positives and then you can throw, you know, throw water on my spark. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so we, um, you know, we're also given wine and food as a gift and blessing from God. In addition to them being forms of relaxation, Proverbs chapter three, verses nine through 10 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce, then your barns will be filled with plenty it's talking about food and your vats will be bursting with wine. Talking about obviously wine. So wine is a blessing from God. Food is a blessing from God. This verse explains that when we honor the Lord, he will bless us in ways that allow us to restfully relax, which I think is fascinating. Like God gives us this rest. God gives us um, a, a time to just relax, to, to not be full of stress, but to, to rest. Um, God commanded us to take an entire day off every single week. I mean, did you ever think about that? God has called us to take an entire day off every single week to not work. We're to spend this time with brothers and sisters in Christ, worshiping God. Ligonier Ministries wrote a short devotional on this topic, and I'll link that in the description below. It's it's worth uh, checking out. I mean, a lot of stuff from Ligonier Ministries is worth checking out, uh, but especially this one. Uh, and a quick quote from their devotional. They said, Genesis chapter 2 verse 3 gives us insight into the nature of the Lord's rest. This verse does not say God ceased all activity on the seventh day. Instead, he only rested from all his work that he had done in creation. On his Sabbath, God no longer performs the labor of the preceding six days in which he created all things by his word. So that was an interesting, you know, point that they made was that there was this rest that was not a complete, like, lack of activity because um, actually the mm. devotional goes on to talk about how God is sustaining the earth. He's working uh, even on Sunday, he's working to bring his kingdom about on earth, but um, <clears throat> he rested from creation, the work of creation that he did the other six days. So I thought this was an interesting principle to also apply at our free time. We're not resting from all activity, but we are resting from the work that we did during the day, which I, I thought was an interesting distinction. Um, so, you know, adding to, you know, he said on this Sabbath, God no longer performs the labor of the preceding days in which he created all things by his word. And then it also talks about how throughout Genesis, um, God was actually starting to work out that, uh, that same gospel work that we see with the, the, the serpent, Fighting the heel and um, the seed of the woman crushing his head. All of that is in 
uh, Genesis as well. Um, and so pausing on the creation work, but not pausing on all work. So I thought that was interesting. So mm. <clears throat> before I get into um, what I think our rest should look like, my, my opinion, my perspective that from scripture that, that I see, um, I'm going to pass it to Jake kind of to talk about some of the negatives of rest, which I think will set up our conversation about what good rest looks like if we know where the edges are. You know, like liberty is living within fences, living within laws, a set of laws, living within confines. What happens when we go outside of those confines? Mm. What are some of the dangers that can come along with rest not done biblically? Well, and I'm mainly, in all the verses that I have, they don't necessarily set out the negative. It's just taking them and saying... They can be used in a negative way mm. and saying, be mindful. But something I wanted to add to um, what you were just talking about, Bruce, that just came to my mind and a, a good, interesting question to posit and interesting, something interesting to think about cool. is throughout all those verses that you brought up, never has God called us when we're resting to be mindless, yes. to not think, to not... Be discerning, be wise. That is a great point. That's actually one of the things I'm going to bring up a little bit later is that, yeah, we're, we're called to be seeking knowledge, growing mm -hmm. in wisdom, growing in knowledge, and that pursuit never stops, even in our free time. It's not just it's mindless time. You know, it's right. just not right. the same things we were doing during the day. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of correlates into our discussion we had a long time ago about video games mm. and how most people use video games as a mindless activity. They, yep. they come to video games and they shut their brain off. And I personally, I do not think that is a definitely not a good idea. Yes. But I definitely think it's something interesting to think about. And maybe someone can make the argument that God does call us to be mindless in some cases, but I don't, I don't see the biblical yeah, um, well, I think that, that mindlessness is actually kind of the rest that I was explaining earlier. You know, it's it's that rest where um, in, in peace I will both lie down and sleep. Obviously, mm. there's no like knowledge seeking or wisdom seeking happening when you're sleeping. You know, you're not consciously right. going out and like reading books while you're sleeping, like you know, Doctor Strange, like mm. Astral Form. Mm. You know, like <laughs> reading books. Right. You know, right. So obviously, that's a time where. It's, Kind of like mindlessness in a way where mm -hmm. your brain is just relaxed. It's kind of shut down. It's doing stuff, but it's not actively seeking knowledge. So, yeah, yeah I think you're right about that. The point could be made for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. And I don't have a good segue, but let me just <laughs> move just, it on. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to uh, a, a verse that I want to bring up. And throughout this entire thing, what I do is I bring up a verse and then explain and why I brought this verse up to talk about this topic. But then my first verse is 1 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 23, which Ooh. says, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Mm. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Yes. Not, and my explanation of this is not all things lead in a positive direction. Yep. Right. Our free time should be something that lead in a positive direction, whether that may be that someone wants to call that productive, mm. um, which I wouldn't say necessarily say that it um, has to be productive, 
but it definitely needs to not be something that's negative, right? We're not teaching through this free time activity. Are we saying that God's laws are thrown out Mm. and we can do whatever we want? Yes. Yes. Keeping in mind the entirety of scripture, we need to view free time activities in that light. So our free time should be spent in a way that is God honoring. Yep. Yep. And moving on to another verse, which kind of says the same thing, but I want to, I want to show the difference in it and how it, how it may be different. Um, and this is first Corinthians six twelve, which says all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Mm. This is talking about not allowing even something that is biblical. Yeah. So you're you're spending your free time reading the Bible. And this is this is a hard one to put a negative spin on, but I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> but saying you're reading the Bible, right? And you're reading the Bible because you think it'll give you more knowledge so you can better someone else in an argument. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Not because you want to really understand the Word of God, really understands His instructions for us in life. Grow in biblical wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's a very hard explanation there. But, um, (laughs) but... Yeah, well, I think what you're hitting at is what is the goal? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what is the point of your free time? And that's what I'll touch on a little little bit later. But yeah, I mean, at that point, what is the goal of you reading the Word of God? What is the goal of you spending your time doing that? Is it just so that you're not doing other things? And so you're not bored? So you're like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, all right, fine. Or is it to grow in wisdom and knowledge? Is it to understand more about the God that you worship and the God who created you and the God who saved your soul and is now reigning. Is it to learn more about that? (laughs) Yeah. And, and moving to it a little bit, even, even more so not letting that thing, even if it being biblical, let it take over all of your thoughts. Mm. Let it envelop you to where you forget why you're doing it. Right. We cannot make this thing an idol, right? And make your free time an idol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, make the things that you're doing in your free time an idol. Okay. But um, going on to a verse that Bruce even brought up. Um, but this is Colossians three twenty three, which you will remember. Whatever you do, work hardly as for the Lord and not for men. Yeah. Uh, the free time that we have. Uh, it, if it is not spent, not directly reading God's word, should still be, like I was saying before, God-honoring. Mm, yep, right? yep, for sure. In all that we do. This is not not saying in most things that you do, in all <laughs> that you do, do as heartily as unto the work, Lord. Yeah. And lastly, my last verse, if, Bruce, if you have any interjections before yeah, I go nope. to my last one. Go for Alrighty. it. Alrighty. Um, my last one is Ephesians five fifteen through 17, which says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm. And 
this is saying we must be wise with our time, yep. making sure that even if we do some, if we do take some free time to do something less productive, we must always make sure it is not eating into our time in God's word. Yes. yes. We need to be wise about what we are doing, wise about our time. Yes. You can take time to do something fun as God wants us to, right? Take some rest from our work. Yeah. But don't let that envelop your life. Um, and last, last little note <clears throat> that I have is be discretionary with what you do in your free time. And, and be discretionary in everything. This is a principle that's very widely used in everything. Mm. Be discretionary with what you do. Yes. Yep. In all things that you do. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah, keep being alert for that, discerning, well, how am I spending my time right now? What am, what am I doing right now? Yeah, that's great. That's really good, Jake. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I have three points that I'd like to bring up, but the main overarching theme that I want to provide is what is our goal as humans here on earth? Our goal is to further the, further the kingdom of God, right? Our work should be doing that. And then in our free time, I would argue that we, I would posit that we are still trying to do that, but we're just doing it in a different way now. We're, we're not maybe as doing it as vigorously as we were during the day, but we should still be reaching for that goal, right? So we shouldn't spend all our time frivolously. Now, I, I've demonstrated earlier that God does give us rest, and that rest is very clearly, I won't say frivor frivolous, <laughs> I can't even say the word, um, but it is not as labor intensive or, or mentally intensive as other things that you might do. So obviously, when you're just relaxing with people and communicating, you know, having a conversation with people and you've got a glass of wine and you've got some food and just relaxing, obviously, your conversations can be helping to lift people up. And so even then, it's, <laughs> it's not even a great example. If you're just sitting on your couch watching TV, eating food and having a glass of wine or whatever, that is a good example of, I would say frivolous, but you just, you're relaxing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's not wrong as I demonstrated right. earlier, but we shouldn't spend all our time doing that. Proverbs 15, 14 says the heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of food feed on folly. And Proverbs 18, 15 says an intelligent heart acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So my takeaway from that is we should be seeking wisdom and understanding to help us work for the for kingdom growth. We shouldn't be spending our free time, all our free time frivolously. We should also be seeking knowledge. We are to be seeking knowledge as Christians. We should be learning, picking up new skills, growing, spending our free time in ways that grows our knowledge so that we can then grow the kingdom of God. Um, I spend a lot of my free time playing music, picking up new instruments, practicing new pieces, um, playing new songs with people, all that sort of stuff so that I can grow the kingdom of God in the realm of music. Other people play sports or do act active things so that they can grow the kingdom of God in those areas. That's our goal. That should be our mindset. We're growing the kingdom of God. Um, I'll also bring up that Ephesians passage that Jacob brought up. You know, we shouldn't be spending all our time unwisely. Ephesians 5, 6, 15 through 16 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Make the best use of the time. Um, and then lastly, I'll just say as kingdom workers, we should be striving to use our free time to help grow the kingdom of God. We need rest. Yes, we, we do need rest. 
but we need to use that rest to recharge us to go and work for God's kingdom. The rest isn't the objective. It's a Mm. tool to get to the objective. So many people work so that they can, uh, when they get to be like 60, they can retire and rest. Like that's their goal. It's like, what? That's, that's a horrible way to live. Like if your goal in life is to just rest, like you, oh man, I can't wait till I'm done with this job so I can go home and lay on my couch. Like that's what? <laughs> like rest recharges you so that you can go out and do what you love. That's uh, Ralph Matson's book, right? Find a, How to find a job you can love. You were created with special, special gifts and abilities, unique gifts and abilities to you. Go out and do a job that uses those gifts and abilities so that you love work and you do it as unto the Lord. Find a job where, yes, it's not going to be perfect all the time, but you should still be doing it as unto the Lord. That means without grumbling and complaining. That means you enjoy what you do. Enjoyment is a part of the Christian's life. I know we like to admit that, or we don't like to admit that a lot, but enjoyment is part of the Christian's life. I mean, don't forget that in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10, God says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. What do you do when your barns are bursting with plenty and your vats are full with wine? You have a feast. You know, like you <laughs> sit down, you enjoy the company of others, you relax. Before the food goes bad. Yeah, before the food goes bad. Exactly. We are not creatures who were meant to act like robots. Yeah. We have emotions. God gave us emotions. He gave us time to rest. He has given us things and blessings. That is okay. And that's a good thing. And God will bless those things if we honor him with our wealth and with the first fruits of our produce. Any thoughts, Jake? That was a lot. And we're just about out of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a warning, I guess, yep. at the end is that us talking about this and talking about the positives of it can often make us say, oh, rest is good. And we can justify using rest too much. Mm. Using these verses to say, hey, we should rest. Absolutely. And then taking half your day to rest. Yes, yes. It's, It's very hard, right? But we should always be striving for the kingdom. The yep. kingdom is the end goal. Yes. Yes. Yep. Great. Great point. Awesome. Well, we are at time. So thank you all so, so much for joining us today, listening to us or watching us. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, go to trdshow.net. Sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. Super easy. It will take like 30 seconds to sign up for it. Just, just do it. You'll get notified about our episodes that are coming out. You'll get uh, some special content in there. Check it out. trdshow.net slash newsletter. Sign up for it today, right now. Also, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We would love, love to hear from you. And um, yeah, until then, we will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do as unto the Lord.